0: Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. I'm here with Jared today, we're gonna be talking about how to not tank your business in 2021 after all this COVID-19 stuff hopefully goes away. Um, But before we do that, I just wanna encourage you, subscribe, hit the alert bell if you're watching on YouTube or you know, we're on a lot of different podcast platforms so um, definitely check us out there if you're watching on YouTube and you're on the road, we want you to check us out, give us a review and give us five stars. That will be amazing. Thank you very much. So, Jared, um, this has been just a really great year so far, right?
1: Yeah, it's awesome in every way, shape, and form. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know the hardest part of this year um, hasn't even really been the the you know situations that I think everyone's been going through. It's more like the uncertainty, right? Where it's like. Yeah, I would have a great plan if I knew what was actually going on, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just so hard to make any kind of changes or really know how to approach your business when you don't even know if you're going to be shooting. And, you know, is the coronavirus going to come back? Is it going to have the second wave? Is it going to go away completely? I read an article this morning that some scientists were like, oh, the coronavirus is going to go away by itself. You know, we don't even need a vaccine. So it's like no one really knows what's going on. So how the heck do you plan for your business when you don't have a clue and you're not a
0: scientist. Yeah. Well, and scientists don't even know. Yeah. Um, You know, for us, I know we, we run um, a wedding film and photo business um, called stop, go love. We also run Huxley film and we have another side brand we're working on. And like, in some ways this has been perfect timing for our business. In other ways it's been terrible timing, you know, Um, we actually, we last year committed to starting this high end brand and we got a bunch of bookings for it this year. Every one of them has been wiped out. So, you know, creating new content, growing that brand, it's going to be very challenging. Um, stop, go love. You know, I feel like that's always our bread and butter. We're doing 120 weddings there. And, you know, I feel like that's going to be pretty consistent, but one of the cool things that's come out of this is like, and I think in a lot of us are looking and saying, like, how do we stay alive? How do we stay afloat? And a lot of it is going to come down to who can be the most creative with their packages and with their offerings and with their marketing and things like that. And so we've actually created a product and we started downselling people, which I know is not everyone's uh, favorite cup of tea because I know pe- most people are looking. But we we looked at some challenges next year. And so we're looking ahead to 2021. And that's what we're going to be talking about all today in the podcast is like looking at 2021, I'm trying to do your very best to stay alive and also, um, you know, make sure you like make a little bit of money, actually (laughs) don't tank your business. And, and one of the things that I'm noticing too, is like, not only are we going to, there's that revenue loss, um, for us with teams, it's that training loss in 2020, right? It's that lack of new referrals coming out of 2020, Like, who knows how bookings going to go next year when we shot no weddings to get referred from. Yep. You know, no, luckily we have a strong referral base from all 10 years of doing this, but that's challenging. It's like, you're not getting any new referrals for 2020, barely. And so, but we decided, well, okay, we got this other idea and we think it'll serve people this year and it'll serve people next year. So when people call us and the economy, I think is not, it's not going up. Mm -hmm. It's going down. So we said, well, how do we not lose money? How do we keep our margins, allow some training, create a product that has some other potential? And so we've actually been downselling people to this other um, plan. So, Jared, I mean, how has that gone, like just booking clients this year? And it's been kind of all over the place, right?
1: Yeah. um, So, yeah, I think a couple observations I've noticed, not just for us, but also just people across the board is, rescheduling, right? You know, I, I, I found a majority of ours. I I don't think we've had one cancellation actually at this point. Um, I had one client that we essentially fired, um, because they were, I was just like, no, no, this isn't gonna work. I don't want to work with you. Uh, but besides that, and you know, sometimes that's just going to happen in, in, in this scenario, I, I don't have any regrets in that situation, but, um, Everyone else is rescheduled. We rescheduled probably close to 70 weddings at this point 65, yeah, somewhere around yeah, there. Who knows? Rescheduled for later yeah. this year and next year. And, and you know, um, I'm noticing in other parts of the countries, you know, weddings are opening up. Um, so probably less of this year is lost for more southern states. Although the virus seems to be rising in those states and declining in the northern states. so great you know, job South and I, here we are uh, in Rhode Island they just announced the other day that we can have 75 people indoor and 150 people outdoor starting in July. So that's a big step for us so weddings are changing.
0: A lot of our weddings are, are in Rhode Island
1: yep So so, in so
0: Connecticut and Connecticut's opened up.
1: lots of postponements also lots of the people that are currently going to get married lots of changes. To their day, Um, and a lot of people have, you know. There's a million questions right now, but essentially, we have some people reaching out now, asking if they can actually change their package, Um, you know. And for us, explain
0: that. What what are they? Why are they? What are they asking to change?
1: You know, some people are gonna want less, um, less services. Which to me, I'm like, I can't do that. You know, like essentially, you know, you committed to a certain thing and the amount of guests at your wedding. Um, doesn't really affect me, but maybe what I'm willing to do instead is, hey, still pay the same amount of money, but maybe I could throw in drone as opposed to, you know, a second shooter or, or these linear edits or whatever. I'm flexible, but, I mean, still, I'm, I'm encouraging people without putting up much of a fight, encouraging people to still get, you know, the, have the same um, value of yeah. the package, but maybe they can switch around what they actually get. And actually, you know... Being a salesperson, if you're if you're in this industry, you're a salesperson, right? Hopefully. So sell them on story. Like uh, there's certain there's certain people. Like if you can only have 150 people at an outdoor wedding, um, and you were planning on having a 250 person wedding, you can't plate uh, 250 you know um, uh, plates anymore if you're a catering company. But for us, the amount of people doesn't really affect me. The amount of time, maybe how the day goes, kind of really does affect me. But if I have more time, I can be like, hey, what if we went down to that cool beach? Now that we have more time, what if we went down and we made your video even better through things that we, you know, maybe I think that's a really thought good of point yeah.
0: because what you're doing is a, you're keeping your money. And I think that's important. And, I, and I, my recommendation to anybody is like, do not let someone reduce the cost, like the price of your package yeah. because you can't afford it most likely. Um, that's just my recommendation. Obviously you do, you do you, but I do think s- selling them on more value or, or offering them things and being flexible. And that like, normally I, we all know that we sell a bunch of stuff that doesn't really cost us much, which mm-hmm. I'm, it's great. That like, that's where the profit is as your business. I recommend that if you can upsell a drone and it costs you basically nothing to do, but you're making $400 profit off of it. Great. But in this case, we're trying to keep a customer happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so my take on all out of this stuff was like, oh, these people it's not their fault that this thing happened to them. And it's like, yeah, that's true. So, I'm not going to give them their money back, but I am going to go the extra mile to make sure they have a good experience. Cuz mm-hmm. yep. so I think you have an opportunity in a lot of ways by offering value that doesn't have cost. So, I'll say that again, like there's really no cost to your raw footage. Yeah. There's really no cost really to a multi-cam sync of like a whole ceremony. It's very minimal cost. There's really not much cost to your drone. You already own it. Yeah. Like whatever you're selling as an upsell, if people are like upset and they're like, well, I'm getting less now. So I think that's a really good strategy, Jared, of just offering them value and making them feel like, cause what we keep seeing, every email I see from client is pretty much either the normal I want this package or I'm going to look somewhere else. But the new email I'm seeing is thank you so much for being flexible. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being flexible.
1: And, you know, some things, a lot of things that we do don't really have um, costs. Like you mentioned, you know, the raw footage doesn't cost you anything, really. It's, it's just, not like
0: you like c- cannot have raw yeah. footage. <laughs>
1: Here's a link to your footage. You know, it's a, usually a $500 value, $1,000 value, whatever. I'm going to give it to you for free uh, or as a part of your package. Um, but Just
0: to keep you from shredding me online that I was yeah. a jerk about coronavirus.
1: There's a couple other um, couples that I've kind of dealt with that um, I have allowed them to pay less, but the package is much more profitable. So like uh, kind of what you're saying, like I'm pr- going to do less work but it's a lot less work and i'm still going to charge them probably 75% of you're not going to eat know,
0: into your in your margins yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly i'm going to i'm going to charge them 75% of what they were going to pay they were going to pay 5000 now they're going to pay 3500 but i'm doing 50% of the work yes. so it's like just a more hiring profitable hiring less people yep. like
0: yep. The, it's it this is why you got to know your numbers and this oh, is yeah. like i always feel like we have an unfair advantage in as we run our business not unfair advantage. It's very fair. We've done the work. You can do the work too, but like we know our numbers, Mm -hmm. we know our cost and we know our margins. And so we know what we can afford to give away. And if you're in this time right now and you don't know your cost and you don't know your margins and you don't know anything about your actual business, except for what you make, Mm -hmm. you are not going to know how to keep your profits up because you're not going to know where your cost is. Yep. And so we don't give away profit, but we do, there are, we what we give away is oftentimes things that doesn't it doesn't cost us anything but it always helps the client still yeah. and i think that's the key
1: perceived value right yes. and, and
0: actual value
1: and yeah actual value where normally you would probably charge a lot you know on your really profitable items but now you might just throw it in because it doesn't cost you anything
0: but yeah so so that's so that's the thing you you've been flexible with these packages mm-hmm. and then the other thing is we've been selling this newer package that's much lower when did we start selling that about 2 months ago
1: uh, yeah, well, you know, we started working on it in January, even before coronavirus hit, because we were like, you know, what, what would it be like servicing? Like, we talk about it on the podcast. And if you haven't listened to that podcast about um, the current state of the wedding industry, we talk a lot about, you know, how if you're charging. $3000 or $4000 I th- think it was $3000 35 or something anyway um, three yeah you're
0: right. That's it's only $3,
1: 4 dollars $3000 and above is only 4% of the market. For wedding films, for, I think for, it's for
0: 8% of uh, photographers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a higher amount for photographers, but $3000 and above um you know is a small sliver of the amount of people getting married potential so we're customers. Like, so we're, we're like can we have a product that's still good that I don't feel like I'm just you know becoming george street or you know one of those just huge companies
0: that everyone complains about. everyone
1: complains about the quality um and and i still feel proud to service these people and give them something good for a lesser product for, for a lesser cost um or more approachable um cost i guess
0: well uh, it's yeah it's just a we get cr- like we hate turning money down and I, maybe that's a fault of ours But like if somebody calls us and they're like, Oh, I love you and I would give you money, but I can't afford you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We're always wondering, could I find a way to make the same profit off this person? Mm -hmm. Give them less, like me do less work at a cheaper cost, they're happy, I'm making money, and it's a win-win for everyone. Is that possible? Yep. So anyway, we tried we're working on that now.
1: And and we see it as like a ladder, right? It's like if if you know somebody immediately you know if, if you're running your own business you get people all the time they ghost you right there there's somebody who's not gonna um, respond to any email and I'll we're in honeybook so I see message read 15 minutes afterwards and no response I'm like we're too expensive for this person I said because as soon as you send them the packages you know the prices they disappear they ghost you um you know it has to do with cost. you know. So, so sometimes
0: I, they'll tell you most times they won't
1: most time they won't because it's embarrassing when you're like, Oh, I can't afford that. No one ever wants to say, I can't afford that. No. Um, it's embarrassing to them. Everyone wants to pretend like they're wealthy. <laughs> um, or but,
0: they just thought they were and suddenly they realize they're not. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, or, or they're just like, maybe I could just, you know, hire someone for a thousand dollars less and be just as happy. So our idea is, Hey, let's create a ladder for ourselves so that we're reaching out to them again. If they haven't responded to us within three days, they get an email saying, Hey, also, we have this comp- sister company that you know we've been working on. Here's the information on it. Here's the pricing. It's a little bit different than a Stop Good Love film, but we'd love to catch up with you. I've had so much success doing that.
0: We've probably sold look, in one eh,
1: month. It's probably five weddings. Five of them. Five weddings,
0: yep. And we've only downsold it. Yep. We have not even launched the brand. Yep. yep. So we've only sold that by having people call us and say, I want this. Yep. Like it's your normal package of our mm-hmm. stop go love, and we say, well, if you they'll say, oh, I can't afford it, and mm-hmm. then we reach out to them and say, hey, would you be interested in our sister company? But that, that's yep. the only way we sold it is captive I, leads.
1: I've had another couple too that that I'm I'm just learning from this right now. So this is like this is fresh. These are fresh takes. Uh, but I've actually had one couple who didn't respond initially. Uh, we sent them the follow up email about our new company the the you know lower end company
0: uh, or i want to say lower end but lower cost we're calling company it accessible, more yeah, accessible more accessible more um, accessible and and actually re- before it's not just more accessible it's a totally different style
1: yes yes yeah it's a, it's a very different product um but i've reached i out to them and we think it's them.
0: cool we don't just think it's like cheap we yeah. we're happy with it
1: yeah we re- i reached out to them um, about that product and then Started the conversation, they were like, yeah, you know what? Probably Stop, Go, Love would be more in our, you know, wheelhouse of what we would want. And I'm like, great, here are our packages. So it's just engaging people. And once she actually got on the phone with me and was like, well, I really like Jared a lot. Um, You know, uh, we want to go with Stop, Go, Love. It's engaging them in general and just starting the conversation. So we've actually seen people, you know, start with Stop, Go, Love, go down the ladder, see if it was possible, reach out to us. And then they're like, no, stop StopGlove makes more sense. And we booked them for StopGlove. Yeah. So it, it's it's just an interesting, you know, um, and, and, you know, I think um, with, with both products, um, yeah, like you said, we want them to both be quality, but we just are, you know, experimenting with this kind of lower yep. um, tier product. So. Well,
0: and I think in the middle of this situation for 2021, we're going to focus on that, but we just wanted to give a little insight into how we're navigating this right yeah. now, because <clears throat> this is our thinking, right? Our thinking is we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So on some level you have to take what you can get and you need to really focus on getting any, cause you are, every one of us are going to lose tons of revenue in 2020. Like no matter what you think like, or 2021 or both.
1: Yeah. So let, let's talk about that yeah. because I, I think, um, that's where a lot of people are. A lot of people right now, I don't think people are really feeling much pain. Most people probably most not. people. Like we we've had a lot of stress, but I, I don't think it's been real pain yet for a majority of, of wedding creatives out there.
0: Because of P V P, because of retainers, all that stuff.
1: Because of unemployment insurance. If you're if you're, you know, sole op, you're, you know, getting the the what is it, the disaster, relief. Um, I don't know. Some money. relief. Yeah, there's a million different things, but for a lot of these things, um, they end at the end of July. Um, the PPP got extended, so you can extend it a little bit longer. Um, but um, but yeah, so so there's a bunch of um, kind of fail safes right now. The wedding industry is going to be one of the very last things to fully recover from yeah, the
0: virus. Yeah, it, it's a, if you ever, there's a great book I would encourage called um, um, for for this, um, oh shoot, for forty X is what I always call it, but for this of execution, and it talks about lagging measures, right? It says like leading measures are like how many people are c- calling me, right? And so if your leads are going down, the lagging measure is going to be bookings. And next year there's going to be a big lag on earnings, and like unfortunately for us in our industry, like we don't feel the pain until next year. A lot of other industries they feel the pain now. Restaurants they're all closing now whatever the like we're at the end of the tidal wave we're on the shoreline right and so after it wipes out restaurants and bars it's coming for us yeah (laughs) and 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 i'm not trying to be doom and gloom and i and so we're going to talk about today's what are some things you can do to keep yourself from being crushed by that tidal wave of like decreased demand decreased average spend these are things that can very well happen and the biggest thing for us as wedding professionals is going to be decreased availability and supply on our side. A lack We can't make as much money because we have other obligations and increased cost. So you, you are going to be dealing with two factors outside of your control, which is, you know, the economy and booking available, like these venues even and all this stuff. But the stuff you can't control, I think, is your availability and your cost, and so how do you keep from getting crushed? And how, what are some things that that you can do to stay alive for twenty twenty
1: one? Yeah, so let's let's walk this out and and talk about you know I, I think what a lot of wedding professionals are currently currently going through. You have your whole twenty twenty wedding season booked essentially before March, before everything shut down. You have, probably have at least seventy five percent of your wedding season booked at that point. So you have a first deposit. Maybe it's 30 percent, maybe it's 50 percent, whatever it is. You have a bulk of money that was in the bank that you know maybe you're living off of, which we, we talked to um, Mike about and and uh, the author of Profit First um, a couple podcasts ago. He does not like ago. living off retainers. He Definitely check that
0: episode li- episode out by the way. This is yep. it's very poignant and relevant to this subject.
1: Yep. And and so you have this bulk of money. Maybe you're living off of it. Maybe you're saving it, and you're gonna put it towards. Your summer, when the the um, you know putting your uh, retainers aside so that you're going to be living off it later, whatever you have this bulk of money. Then coronavirus hits, and you're not booking anymore for months. Maybe now we're starting to book a little bit more for later in the season because things are opening up, people are feeling more confident. Um, so you might be able to do, let's just say half your wedding season this year. Maybe a majority of people countrywide, you're able to do half of your wedding season. Um, so you'll be able to, to, um, uh, deliver, you know, a full wedding. Maybe it's different, but you're able to deliver half your wedding season this year. The first half, um, is either been pushed off till later in the season. So maybe you have a little bit of a bottleneck at the end of the year. You might be shooting three weddings on a weekend, two weddings on a weekend, maybe at the end of this year. I think for a majority of us though, everyone's postponed until 2021. That's how it's been for us.
0: Yeah. Most of our weddings are pretty pretty, I think we only, I'll, I'll be surprised if we shoot 30 weddings this year, mm-hmm. which for us is a very small amount. I know for some people, they, they don't even do 30, and yep. that's just their choice, but that for us, we do a lot, and, and like we're going to do a quarter of what we normally do.
1: Yep, So, and, and so next year, we already have days where we're shooting four weddings in a day, single day, and that's kind of where we max out anyways. We'll do four weddings in a day. We have the team for that um, staff that's been with us for, you know, four five, six years. So everyone's been there. So what we're used to now, we have to start thinking about booking for 2021 new clients. Right. So, cause
0: that's where the revenue is.
1: So I think what we've done and I think what's really important for people to do first and foremost is, um, realize where their opportunities, um, how many opportunities to shoot they have for 2021. Um, How much can you even make last year? Best case scenario, if you are to shoot Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every single weekend, um, I think the first step is realize that you might have to shoot three days in a row, right? Or work three days in a row, which is maybe in 2020 would have been unheard of. I would, I never want to shoot three weddings in a row, but next year I might have to, our team might have to, it's just what we might have to do. It's just a normal, that's our new norm. It's going to be in 2021, maybe shooting, you know, double headers or triple headers, just on a regular basis. We're just going to have to plan for it. Um, but how many Saturdays do you have left next year? Yeah. If you're a sole operator, how many Saturdays do you really well, have? So how much money can you make We would call that
0: just you need to take an inventory of yep. what you have, right? theres You need to take an inventory of your demand, and this is ongoing, right? You're going to have to keep tracking this because this is the type of thing where, hey, you should be doing it anyway. Like we base our business off demand more than we do off supply. Mm-hmm. Like that we're looking at, demand is a leading measure of how much you can sell. And we sell at a very high clip. We're like 20, 22% mm-hmm. of our, is our close rate on how many leads we get and how many we sell. Um, normal is 10%. So we do a good job with that. Demand is a big deal to us. So you need to keep tracking your demand. Cause I have no idea how it's going to get affected by this. And that gives you, lets you know what your opportunities are. If your demand doesn't go up at all, you, you might have some tr- issues, but what you're talking about is, you need to make an inventory of your supply. Yes. And that means looking at your Saturdays and saying, this Saturday, and, and so this is what I recommend, go through every Saturday that you have, or not just Saturdays, but whatever you consider as your prime dates, and identify which ones are already wiped out from rescheduling.
1: How much money you're making off of How much money
0: those? you're going to make like off your second deposit ongoing, or third deposit or what's whatever left, we, yep. you know, what's the remainder on that balance mm-hmm. and when is it coming in and then figure out, is that going to be good enough? Mike, like I can't imagine it will be for most people. And I honestly think you have to take a real hard look at like, what is my goal next year? Which is, do I want to keep the same amount of revenue? Like as normal, Right. And do I want to shoot the same amount of normal weddings I would normally shoot plus these weddings? My recommendation, this is just me as a pure business person. I don't care about your work-life balance. I don't care about your emotional health, any of that stuff. In this, in this advice, I would say you need momentum as a business. You cannot just like, you can't just say, Oh, I have 15 reschedules next year. I'm going to just, it's okay. I don't need money. My husband makes a lot of money. So I'm only going to do five more weddings on top of that. And not realize that you're literally cutting your referral base by 75%. And like that is going to affect 2022 in a major way. Yep. And so you need to, my advice would be do your best to shoot the amount of new weddings that you normally would shoot plus your reschedules. Yeah. If you can. If you can, without hiring more staff, without getting more editors, without adding cost, if you can do that, you can pretty much write the ship in one season.
1: Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, that question for them is probably, how are they able to do that? Like Mm -hmm. if you've only been able to do 15 weddings, shooting and editing, just maybe you have a Monday through Friday job. Are you able to take an extra 15 weddings? Are you physically just able to do it? If not... How could you do it? And yes. maybe that means hiring someone. We, we can talk about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later because it's something that we do. It's a big part of our business model. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think... It, it,
0: you just have to be open is what I'm saying. Sure. Like you can't have a rigid mindset. You can't just be thinking like about whatever the, whatever used to be your mindset about weddings needs to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you need to change and it's really about how long do you want this to hurt you? Mm-hmm. Do you want it to just hurt you for this year and next year, or do you want it to hurt you for many years to come? Yep. Because not taking new work is a uh, that's what terrifies me the most. Yep. Is like I want my 120 weddings not because of the money, but because it increases my referral base yep. every year. Yep. Every year I'm working with new families and new planners and new venues, and the less I get to do, the less opportunities I get to see those people the less opportunities they decide they like me and the less they tell their friends to call me. Mm -hmm. And that, that is a huge lagging thing. That might take two, three years for that seed to germinate Yep, because that person doesn't know anyone who's getting married and then suddenly their friend gets engaged and you only did, you didn't do any of those weddings. And so you have way less opportunities. So like, let's talk about four things I think everyone can do the two. I mean, you have to make a decision to go, I think one of these directions, for 2021 to keep yourself from tanking your business one of them i think actually might tank your business but you can still make the choice the other three i think you can actually maintain a positive trajectory so the first one i think is you can just decide you don't care um and that's not your number one priority and this is by the way a perfectly fine thing and if you feel like you're like i'm just not going to do this to myself or my family I don't have a negative opinion of that. Just know that you're making a decision to possibly hurt your business and I'm fine with that. Life isn't all about money. But you can go get another job, you can just work whatever comes in, not increase your capacity, not not get more staff and just, you know, that by the end of the year, you see where you are and and that's what I think a lot of people are going to do. They're yep. just going to get a side job, deal with it. Who knows? Maybe they never shoot weddings again after 2021. Yeah. But
1: a majority of people out there shooting are part time. Yes. So, you know, I think that's a perfectly reasonable expectation. I think um, it's, a, I, it's a
0: good option. Yep. Yep. It's a like it's the real option for a lot of people, and and just know that that is a choice you can make. You don't have to do these other three things. These other three things that we're going to mention are going to be super hard. Mm-hmm. And they're going to like I, I'm going to just want to prepare people. Like next year is going to suck. Like in a lot of ways. For wedding professionals, this year kind of sucks, but I've heard some people be like, oh, it's great because I'm redefining myself or I'm like taking the summer off. I haven't had one. And it's like, okay, that's awesome. But like,
1: you're going to have an opportunity to prove it next year.
0: Yeah. It's going (laughs) to hit hard in a lot of ways. And like, you can make a decision that, like, I don't care. And that's the first option is like, this doesn't define me. It's not my priority. I'm cool with it moving on. Or, you know, I'll just see where the chips fall at the end of the year. I'm not going to compensate for the lack of the lack of opportunities, the lack of, um, you know, supply that I have. I'm not going to try to increase it. I'm not going to keep the same revenue next year. Because that's what we're really talking about is like keeping your business revenue the same or better, continuing to grow next year, not losing money next year for some of you, you might be fine with that. Mm-hmm. And I think you get another job, you rec- you recoup the revenue through your other job and whatever you do with your weddings, you do. So the second option, and I think this is going to be, um, for some people, this will be great because it might actually get you into a new market, which is to look at your lack of supply. Cause this is how the market works, right? The supply and demand, right? You have less supply. So you charge more for your remaining supply. You know, if you have 10 weddings be scheduled next year, you wanna book 10 more, you just raise your prices on those remaining 10, you be really choosy, and you try to recoup some of your losses that way. And, and the good thing about that one, right, is that it establishes a new market value for you.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say demand, um, there's a couple different people that I think have to make different choices depending on where you are with your business. Like we just talked about the person who um, might be part-time and they maybe shoot 10 weddings a year, they might want to get another job. I would say to that person, you know, next year might be a really great opportunity for you because if there's increased demand and you've been having a hard time, you know, um, uh, getting to 15 to 20 to 30 weddings to really push yourself to that full-time position, it might be a great opportunity for you because the demand is going to be so high and supply is going to be much lower. And the people who are full-time like us we're going to be charging more for our packages next year we're going to be raising our rates because the demand is so much higher and our cost is going to be higher as well we have to charge well
0: and i'm just going to point out to everyone if you don't understand why you charge more next year and you think you're being cruel to people you don't understand economics like You have to charge more when the demand is higher, and one of them is because of making money. You can make money, and that's Mm -hmm. the point of running your business. You're not doing favors for anyone. No one has to have a wedding film. No one has to have wedding photography. That's a choice they make.
1: And also, I I, I think less people will feel that way because you're not inflicting it on an individual couple. You're more just like, here are my prices. This is market. Um, so. You shouldn't feel that way. No, you should you, it's, not. It's, feel it. it's ridiculous. It's yeah.
0: ridiculous, and it's like regressive, and it hurts other people's businesses when like mm-hmm. you're bullying people. And, and the other reason is is like actually it, you have to control demand. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are like your supply is very limited, and you have to have some way of controlling that demand yep. and qualifying couples to fill those remaining times. Yep. And so, like i was saying, the second way is you raise your prices. Yep, you raise because you want to control. The demand
1: I I'm also like, I'm not an economics major professional, anything like really? that. Really? Yeah. Uh, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but I mean, something to be concerned about, I think just in just reading about it is inflation too. Like we've been given so much money this year. Like our business has been given a lot of money. Uh, individuals have been given a lot of unemployment. Inflation is a real thing. Like, what? so I know, And this is something that that I have never even heard people talk about in the wedding industry, but it's going to happen. Like the cost of everything is going to go up. The cost of of mortgage is going to go up. Yeah. Yeah. The cost of food, all these costs are going up. So, what that means is your cost of doing wedding films has to go up too. So, like that, you know, that might be something that's actually affected like three, four years away, but you may as well start now. Like, cause everything well, is just going to, and it just makes suit. sense. It just makes it sense.
0: It's a good time. And for some of you, it's going to be a big win next year is like, you're going to finally break a price point that you've never been able to break. And you're going to feel justified. And some of you yeah. just haven't done it because you didn't have the confidence. And I'm telling you, it's a really good time to look at it. You can either have like a, a progressive model where mm-hmm. your prices go up after each booking, or you can just decide this is what I'm worth and charge it like mm-hmm. whatever it is. But like, but that might be some of you guys, the second way you're gonna keep from tanking in twenty twenty one is you're gonna raise your prices and people I think will actually understand it. Yeah. And I think for some of you it's going be a really, really good thing. And so I'm looking. Yeah. that that's a positive.
1: So to overview, like I, I the way I see it is there's two different people out here out there who are gonna benefit from this. It's the person who is actually doing the raising of the prices. Maybe they're a more established person who's like, Hey, I just have to charge more. I'm gonna build up my prices over time yeah, good or whatever. Demand. And then the other person who's benefiting from having lower prices, who is more of like a part-time person, who is like, "Hey, I do good work, and maybe I'm charging less than that guy." And if I was a person who just started who's trying to go full-time, that's what I would be
0: doing. Oh, I would be going. I'm keeping my prices below these people. I'm keeping and I'm my gonna prices. Shoot Forty weddings.
1: I'm showing my quality next to these guys. You know, maybe these guys are better than me, and that's I, I think it is really important for the the people that are still you know trying to make it it's important for you to to do some self-reflection and realize like hey i might not be where those guys are but my prices reflect that and i should sell hard and yeah of course also
0: like they have
1: you have the advantage of just having a lower price but also standing by like hey my stuff is really good it might not be where these guys are but you don't have to that doesn't mean you have to um give people discounts no like don't give people discounts beyond where you currently are. Like, because uh, you have definitely demand. next
0: year is not the time to give discounts. No, no, no. And you actually need to be, while everyone else is raising their prices, you actually are going to start serving a, cust- a different client base that they're not able to serve anymore. Mm-hmm. And you might find yourself in some rooms with some influential people. Because mm-hmm. one of the things about us, we have relationships. Mm-hmm. We have personal relationships with a lot of people who refer us and other people don't have them.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and so if someone starts taking our weddings, they're going to start getting those relationships and they're going to get an opportunity. That, that planner we love might say like, Jason and Jared are good, but this guy's really good too. Mm-hmm. And you have that opportunity next year. So, yeah. so the second way, like I said, is raising prices. And a lot of you, are that's what you're going to do next year. And that's going to be enough. And I would say for people that are low volume, maybe people who especially people who are close to the beginning of their careers, that they didn't have a fully booked season this year. So they're not rescheduling like 40 weddings into next year. Um, I think that's a really good option. Yep. Um, if you have like a like 80% of your supply left over for next year, you know, that that's a good option. The third thing I think is the – your. It's, like, I think the worst option in terms of, like, life experience, but it, I think it's actually where most people will find themselves.
1: It's where you can apply all the yoga that you're doing in 2020, the summer of yoga, or as <laughs> of 2020 it's, is the summer of chi and meditation and yeah. quietness. Next year will not be that year. You no. You can apply all your...
0: It's a year of hustle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think next... The third option is you can just do a lot more work. Yeah. Like, you can... Try to figure out what the heck to do with these weddings you rescheduled and how to deal with that money getting moved. And and then try to just book 20 more weddings next year and figure it out.
1: Shoot triple headers every single weekend and and hopefully retain a little bit of your sanity.
0: So uh, that's pretty simple math because it's like I'm rescheduling 15 weddings and I'm still going to shoot the amount of weddings that I normally do. And that's my goal. How do you accomplish that? I would encourage you try to get your couples to move to off days. The more of your couples you can get to reschedule to days that are not prime dates in your area, the more prime dates are left open and you actually might be able to combine this strategy with the second one, which is charging more for those prime dates. And so if You're willing to work super hard. You might come out with 2021 being your best financial year ever because you're getting second deposits and new deposits and new bookings for 2022. And you actually could walk away doing really, really well. And that's what I wanted to kind of land on with this because it's not complicated. I don't need to explain the strategy to someone. What I need to explain to you is I think it'll be worth it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I think if you do this, I just want to encourage you, like, it's going to be a hard year, but I think you're going to walk away. People who are able to do that will, will in, you want to talk about flattening the curve, that's flattening the curve for your business. Like you have level set your business back to where it was at the end of 2019, by the end of 2021, you haven't created any lagging effects of not having the normal amount of weddings you have any lagging effects of not having the new relationships that you have, your revenue should be recouped. And so that's like the the bitter pill that if you swallow it, it will do the job quickly and it'll just be brutal, right?
1: Yeah, um, and I'll just say, I mean, we've grown our business that way. Um, and as soon as we did it, we were like, we need to find a better way. Um, it's definitely not a long term fix a long-term solution but it's not a sustainable it's essentially a stimulus to your business when you're willing to just work your butt off work till midnight every single day (laughs) you know it's it's the way that you can make your business definitely more profitable um you know it might not be profitable for the well-being of your health and (laughs) family life uh, but you know that that is an option if you're single and you're just like hey i want to invest in my business like next year is going to be the year for you. Well, definitely.
0: there's a whole generation of depression era people that their dad literally killed himself every day in a factory and we think we should get to go on 3 month vacations and so I mm-hmm. I have a hard time like we're in the middle of a crisis moment if you think you're not going to have to pay a price mm-hmm. you're living in a fantasy. Yes. Like and the price if the price you have to pay is that you get get to work a bunch and make a bunch of money like it's not so bad you're getting to make art you're working with couples now i think there's a hybrid and we're going to talk about the last one but kind of as a prelude to that like you might have doing a lot of this work you might need to kind of compensate for some additional cost to make it a little easier for you if you didn't ever outsource your editing if you never hired any help you didn't do that maybe you have to and so Let's talk about building teams, because I think that's the fourth one. Some yeah. people might only do that a little, and I wouldn't really consider that building teams. But some people, and this is the camp we find ourselves in, are like, next year is the year I build my teams up. I am going to have associates. That's part of my business now. And scaling up is the fourth, I think, way that you, people are going to not tank their business in 2021. We're going to be scaling up. I think I said it to you like right away. I was like, we have to find a way to scale up next year because this is going to be, we have to have like, my goal is to be able to do six weddings in a day mm-hmm. from a team standpoint.
1: Yeah. We, are, we already have six weddings booked for a day next year.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and, and like that's going to be, so there's a lot of problems that come with that and in, like increased cost, right? Yep. Increased, uh, management and, uh, liability. Um, You know, everything becomes harder when you're having to deal with. We we probably will have some weekends with like seven or eight weddings. If you consider the whole week, like we'll have seven day periods with seven or eight weddings. I mean,
1: maybe even more. I mean, we we've had seven or eight even last year in a single weekend. But I would say even nine, ten weddings on a single weekend next year. And it's like gonna be reasonable.
0: Uploading that footage alone
1: Mm -hmm. takes a day. Keeping (laughs) your
0: cards (laughs) charged, like. Keeping your batteries charged, yeah. keeping your cards, Let, like that kind of thing, managing it is another thing that comes yeah. into that challenge.
1: If we're giving you anxiety, let's let's just break it down to just let's pretend you're a business owner and you've been doing things by yourself. You're shooting, you're editing, and maybe you want to grow your team to have an associate shooter who doesn't just second shoot with you on the day of that goes out and shoots their own wedding.
0: Yeah, that's probably most people. We're doing this crazy thing. Most people, it's a much simpler. Let's break
1: it down really easy. um, You know, because we started doing teams. We we started sending Josh out probably in 2014, 15, maybe. That was the first. I have
0: zero recollection. That's when it was was such a blur. Yeah,
1: Um, when we felt confident enough, like Josh had gone out on enough weddings with us, and, and we were like, he can probably do this himself. He's a really good kid. Maybe he can't do it as well as I could. But with maybe a little bit of training, he totally could. And also, you know, um, you know, I think this is an aspect of... Um,
0: and we still edited his work, by the way. So yes. we didn't give it all away right away. We yep. gave a small part away.
1: Yep. The biggest, I think, hesitation for a lot of creatives is going to be, this second shooter can't do the job that I can do, right? That's the main reason I see, oh, I'd never trust another person do my work and the good news is you don't really have to I would argue like I'm a great shooter I'm a very good shooter if I wanted to I could go out and I could shoot $10,000 weddings we've kind of proven it with shooting Huxley films and like we could totally do that what I've had to do myself is I wouldn't say dumb down the product, but make it much more approachable for a shooter with less experience to shoot the same thing that I could do.
0: Well, it's more about what is the essence of the product. Yes, it's not about what is like. How do we make it so that the value of it is preserved in the mind of the client mm-hmm. that they're happy with it, that they're still getting something that's artful and quality, but not requiring on the individual perspective of the artist. Mm-hmm. And I think we value individual perspectives as artists, but you should have to pay a lot more for that. That's our thing. So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you want an individual perspective, that's going to cost you 10 grand. Yeah. But if you just want a great wedding film with awesome people, that's also beautiful and managed by artists. It's a different art form. It's just a different thing. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to make that too.
1: And I would say a majority of the clients, at least that we work with, maybe this is going into like ideal client world conversation, but... Our clients that we mainly work with with Stop Go cool Love, they don't want a unique perspective. They, they do in that they're like... They, they might my, think they do. I want my unique perspective to be my dad and I have a first look before my first look with my husband. That's their idea of a unique perspective. And that to us is just like dad comes in and gives her a hug. Like that's not unique. That's like... Just like any other wedding day, you just fit a little sliver in of something that they, a shot yeah, that they yeah. wanted. I
0: think like you have to de in order to do the teams thing. You have to demystify um, mystify your art. Mm-hmm. You have to just accept that it's not people are special, but what you're doing with a camera is not that unique or special. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll see someone like, you know, Alex Douglas, who is like oh, I was shooting and then I he was shooting this typewriter and then I was thinking I'm going to hire this poem person to read this poem and then that's going to be the narration. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, he's on another level. Yes. He's thinking about something at another level. There's and he's
1: something. also charging at another level.
0: Exactly. Like, You might get there, by the way. Mm-hmm. You might actually someday get there, but you should still make money until you do, yeah. right? Yeah. And he went to film school, by the way. Yeah. Like,
1: so. Whitney is an art major, by the way. So, you yeah. Know.
0: These are not people that are just like, just showing up at weddings, like, oh, I just bought this A7 III. Can't wait to make three grand.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're for that. We're for both people. Mm-hmm. We're for Alex and Whitney, but we're also for you out there who's just grinding it out. And yep. you have a job. This is your job. And, and this is my thing about all four of these groups. These are human beings, this is their livelihood. Like, they need to make money. Mm hmm. Right. And so, so building teams, is a great option. Yep. Has some challenges. I gave you our challenge, which is like, we have to f- scale up a lot. Well, and-, and then most people you're giving them a more realistic thing. So let's talk about a normal f- person. Sure. You know, what are the things you would need to do to scale up to, let's just say one associate team.
1: So shooting two weddings, instead one, of one. one time a weekend. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like on a Saturday, instead of one weddings, you're doing two.
1: Yeah. So, immediate kind of needs are going to be, um, you want that person to do a good job, but then also just practical things that you need is going to be gear. Right. So the way that we always, it, it, do you want to hop into gear? Yeah. So that's for us, so we always,
0: we always buy the gear, but we have a bigger plan. Um, maybe you rent the gear or whatever, but like, why do we buy gear? We buy gear because we want a little control, on the product. And one way to get the control is to make sure that all the gear is the same so that the editors know exactly what they're going to get. So they don't get like weird audio files or, and we can train how it's used and then we can create videos and say, this is how you use this gear. Like that's our thing.
1: Yeah. I had one, probably when we first started having teams, I had one person who runs a competing company in the area shoot for us one time with his gear early on when we were like, okay, we have associate team. Yeah,
0: we didn't know what we were doing.
1: And we didn't know what we were doing. And, uh, that was the last time I was like, I will never let someone else use their own gear ever again. I'll never allow someone to just shoot on a 50 prime ever again all day. Never. Cause they that's have to not use, what we want to make. That's not what we make. And, and just editing a product that looks anything that, that what we resemble, um, is impossible unless I have full control and just like, Hey, these are the shots that I want you and to get. And it doesn't
0: mean by the way that that person can't make a good their own product. Good. It's just not, you need to have some like, we would just say, try to get some control on the front end on what the approach is going to be on the day of creatively. It doesn't mean they're going to have your eye, but at least they can have your approach. I think that's possible.
1: So the, the thing that we've done over the years in buying our gear and, and just my philosophy on rent or buy is if we are doing less than 10 weddings in a single year, um the on that new a, team on that new team then i'm going to rent the gear
0: and we we think 30 30 weddings per team
1: yeah uh, if, if i have more and i plan to continue to grow my team to be able to shoot 20 to 30 weddings if i do more than 10 i'm probably going to look at buying because it's something that,
0: um, more than 10 additional weddings,
1: additional weddings with the associate team. If I'm doing more than 10, that's when I'm starting to look at. Maybe I just bite the bullet and buy. And the good thing about next year that we already talked about was right now is a great time to increase your prices. If you are already booked for a ton of weddings and you're getting demand and you hate seeing, you hate having to be like, man, I'm fully booked on this date. And you've given it away four times already. You've, you've sent emails to other videographers. Hey, are you available on this date? i am already booked. I've been booked. It's a reschedule. You know, if you hate doing that and you know, you have the, the demand for it, buy your gear, get a second, you know, team and, and you can start making money. And maybe even the first year, by the way, well, you just break even.
0: That's what I, that's what but I say. It's giving you increased capacity on an ongoing basis. It's a long term win.
1: The year after you're going to see much more profit. Yep. So, so it's a great year to take, you know, maybe it's just a stepping stone year for you and and, and to becoming a bigger company and a more healthy company.
0: Let's talk about some practical things about adding team members. First of all, my first advice would be any weddings you are shooting this year, you need to include those team members that you're planning on for next year, Mm -hmm. even if it costs you a little more Mm -hmm. to bring them. Um, in terms of like getting them ready about your approach, you need to be a teacher and a trainer. You need to put them around you. You need to show them your approach. If you have a camera that you expect them to use and it isn't their camera, you might want to buy it now. Yep. You might want to give them a half season because they you don't want them to just start next year when everything gets kicked off again and then they just have the first five weddings are terrible. Mm-hmm. You want them to learn as with training wheels on. Even if they're good, it doesn't mean they're bad, but like they're learning new gear, they're learning a new approach. You want to give them opportunity to fail. It's on you. If you're a leader and you don't give people the opportunity to fail safely, that's bad leadership. And so we don't want to do that. We want to put people, so we're already planning, like, here's the people who might lead shoot next year. We have to, even if we pay them a little extra to shoot this year, we're going to get them in weddings because we need them next year. They need to be ready. They need to be trained. They need to have on the ground opportunity. That's the first thing. Any weddings you have. Pay them to come in second, shoot. Even if the couple doesn't pay, yep. Even if it comes out of your pocket because it's going to be essential to your ongoing health. I think the other thing is to look at um, how do you sell that associate package. Mm-hmm. So That's a good point. For us, we built our business around selling associates. We've never promoted Jason Jared, Jason Jared. Yeah. That was a goal of ours. I think that was a win of ours. I think it worked. It, I think it works better in video than it does in photo, by the way. It's easier to sell someone on an associate with video because I think it's less artist-driven and more team-driven by its nature. I think most people are not going to be able to do what we do. We, we just add teams willy-nilly as much as we want, and no couple, nobody cares if we have 10 teams, 12 teams, as long as it looks good.
1: Yeah. I, I would add on to that point, too. Whenever I sell people, I'm always talking to people about, you know, the team. I never am like, when I'm shooting, I do this, this, and this. And that That might be an adjustment for you if yeah. you're just starting with teams to being like, when we do this. like just I Just using the
0: word we. Yeah. The, I, we, the we language.
1: I know uh, Matt Celeste with Blue Flash down in, in Providence, Rhode Island. He... Always, he just assumes like he's not even gonna shoot. Like he just is like, I'm not the person who's not gonna who's not gonna be there, or I'm the person who will oh. not be there. It will be someone day of, it's not me. He doesn't even want people to know that he owns the business when he's talking to them. He's just just, just like, yeah, I just do the admin stuff. <laughs> and, they, and he and, runs a large volume. Yes, like. yes, Most
0: of you, it's gonna probably more be like like this. We talked to Mark Spooner about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be more like they call up. John Smith photography. Yep. Or you know Joanne Smith. And they say, "Hi, I want to buy your photos. I like your photos." And this person says, "I'm booked on that date." Right? That's going to be like, "Oh," and that's going to be devastating to this person. Yeah. And then you're going to say, "Oh, you can't have me, but do you want this random guy that I also know that mm-hmm. isn't me?" Yeah. And like And I've already heard this from people. Like people are not psyched on associate packages.
1: Yeah, you should change your name. (laughs) Not not the name of your business. You should change your actual name to like Joe. So you're like, hey, I'm Joe with Mark Spooner Photography, and I run things here. And here's uh, you know some of the people I'm available on the day. But also my you know one of our uh, other photographers is. It gets easier over time. I I will also say this, and I think this is a big deal is stop calling people associates like an associate is someone who's just the helper right if you no one wants the help so people want named people so hey uh i'm not free but caleb is free do that all the time our our lead shooting team here's some work he's done what i do is i go our lead shooters are caleb dom nick josh jason jared I put me and you at the end. I'm like, we're backup, bro. Like, well, here is our lead shooting team, and I'm I lead with the guys who I'm like, these are the people who are going to be on the ground, and I don't even want them to think about me on the phone with them as being potentially. What about the people who
0: have no body of work of those associates?
1: Um, I would say you gotta you gotta get them out there. Like, even if they're a second shooter, then you actually can say, here's some of their work. That's what I think is
0: really important about it. Is like. Telling a person like, first of all, speaking in terms of your studio, I think studio is better than associates. Yes, and I think saying our studio and our team. That's, I say, that's
1: the I language. say, I, I say, we're team based. We're team based operation. We have Kyle who edits. You know, we have that's our. That's like RV the first team. thing
0: you say to someone on the phone, and yeah. then I think having evidence of their proficiency mm-hmm. right away on the tip of your tongue, on the tip of your fingers for clicking and sending, yep. is important too. Even if it's work they did for themselves. Mm-hmm. That wasn't you and getting permission from them and saying, Hey, if anyone calls me, can I use some of your own work to send it to them and sell you? Mm-hmm. I think like you have to know that conversation I had already kind of walked through. That is going to be the, the conversation you have. If you don't start the conversation differently from now on.
1: Yeah. And you might even have to edit, re-edit a wedding that they've done. If they've done work in the past, you might have to re-edit to be like, here's some of their work. You know, essentially with the style of editing that we do, maybe it's a little bit better. Um, but I don't know. Like there, there's a bunch of different ways. You have ways. to
0: make it cohesive or not. You have to, like, there's, it, I don't know. Yeah. What I do know is that that conversation is going to always be disappointing yeah. if you don't start it with we, 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 team, team, team. That client's going to be like, I'm getting ripped off here. I do think, though, and this is what I say, if you're like an artist with a big name, you've already been doing this a long time, selling associates um one of the ways to do it is to sell it for a lower price yeah and i think for some of you you're going to raise your personal prices next year and you're going to decrease and so one way to show the value of you and also still make revenue is raise your own prices and create a new package Mm -hmm. at your old prices
1: yeah that's what mark spooner told us he was kind of doing right yes His, his, his philosophy is just Hey, my time is more valuable now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to pay a premium, you get me. And if you want to pay our old prices, what your friend got three years ago, then you Here's pay. There's an associate. But
0: then you're showing value to that person. You're saying, mm-hmm. I'm still flexible and I'm still available.
1: And this person is as good as I, you know, was or am like a year ago. You might
0: even <laughs> say like. I'll edit them still. Or like, I don't know what your clients are going to want or need, Mm -hmm. but, but like being creative about this, either like you're adjusting your branding so that it already communicates. This is a team-based thing. Adjusting your communication on the very front end on your website, on your emails that it communicates. This is team-based, especially if you're planning on charging the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, That person needs to know humanizing your team, not making them seem ghetto, Mm -hmm. like where you're like, Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy, you know, the, I'll, I'll hire one of my associates. Like, that is not a trust-building thing. It's exactly what Caleb said. Or, sorry, Jared said. It's like, yeah, I'm going to send Caleb. We humanize Caleb right away. Yep. And then they humanize them. Oh, I like Caleb. Caleb's awesome. And then, then I think the people other like, one is...
1: People like Caleb and Dom more than they like me. <laughs> Definitely. <They're, laughs> After yeah, everything yeah. is done. Yeah. And and so just, I don't know, it's kind of... A, it's honest for us because I'm just like they do it they're the ones they're like I push them and I am but we
0: have like, a a lot of we have a really long amount of time mm-hmm. doing it so it's easier for us
1: yeah uh, the other thing that I, I think when we kind of build in this natural progression because we have to do this too like we go from you know someone being a second shooter to being a lead shooter so when someone hasn't led a team before how do I sell them to a couple I'm like Hey, Richie's going to be your, your lead shooter. Oh, can I see some of Richie's work? <gasps> he doesn't have, he hasn't led a team. What I, we usually do because Richie has been a second shooter for so many weddings or by that time we're like, yeah, here's some of his work. Yeah, we do a Richie I don't, cut. I don't have to say like, Oh yeah, this is a wedding that Richie is led or, 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 you know, but I have just an automatic, here's some of Richie's work. You now his shots are f- essentially 50% of what's in the video. Um, and so it's an honest way to just And also like, we
0: say, Richie's been at 40 weddings. Yeah, yeah. Like we, 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 we get our team as much work as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's like, a, I think an advanced tip. It's not gonna help you in 2021 because you probably won't have the opportunity. Yeah. But I'm saying like for 2021 to not tank your business, you might need to grow teams. And for a lot of you, you're gonna need to change your language, so that it's team based, change your communication on your website, all that stuff. You're going to need to humanize that team really quick. Mm-hmm. Find work that they did, have it right on the tip of your finger. If someone says, "Can I see what they did?" and you say, "Um, er, let me go sign try to find it." That's bad. Yeah. You need yeah. to just have it. And then I think the last thing is you might need to come up with a like a hybrid solution which is raising prices and having a associate package which mm-hmm. a studio package. Where they're getting a different associate maybe even redefining the brand a little mm-hmm.
1: i would say another thing to even add to that list too is um it has to do with training um you know in your brain coming up with a curriculum of the things that are important to you the things that you currently do to make your brand your brand yeah. right and and a product that is from you that can be passed on to a second person so if you're like hey you know for, for instance something that we do at stop Go love every single time regardless of the wedding is we want to be there an hour early why for multiple reasons it's just a it's a a thing that we've just grafted into our company every single time because we want to be there an hour before the photographer to be able to shoot the details the rings all that stuff we want our own space to be able to capture that we want to shoot b-roll of the location if it's Witchmere beach club and we want to shoot you know the beach and We make a joke because we always shoot the American flag that's there for every wedding. You need to. Uh, Get B-roll. Get the detail shots. We want all that stuff to be done. So by the time the photographer shows up, we're like, hey, we've hung the dress for you. We've done this, this, and this for you. We're not going
0: to be in your way. We're not going
1: to be in your way. I've set it up. Here you are. And the first impression of Stop, Go Love from the photographer is, These guys are awesome. I love them. They said hi. They were nice. They set everything up for me. And we were totally present. And they're not in my way.
0: We're totally present with that photographer. We're not like distracted.
1: Yep. Yep. And so that's a brand thing for us that we do every single time that they can know, hey, we're not going to be in the way. We're thinking about you. Um, You know, what are the things that are important to you and your company? Those are some things that you have to just make happen.
0: A brand is more than the shooting. Mm Mm-hmm. A yep. brand is about your values. And, and
1: But also, it's about shooting too. So that should be in your curriculum as well. You should yeah. think of your brand as, you know, how do I teach this to somebody else? Mm-hmm. These are some things. It, we're coming up with one right now for ourselves that we can just play a video, share with everyone. They can go back to it. This is a big curriculum that we're filming. You probably don't have to do that if you're, you know, going to your first you know, shooter, he's probably going to be someone who's your, you know, right-hand man. You probably don't have to do that, but start thinking about your product. Like if, if you are going to sell a curriculum, I think that's going to be a big, um, big win because then once you can train it to two people, then you can train it to three people, train it to four people. And it just, it's, you know, downhill from there.
0: Yeah. It's scalable and that's what we want. We want scalable businesses that are sustainable and profitable. And so hopefully this was helpful today. Like I said, there's really four things you can do. You can just work another job and let's see what happens. You can, um, raise your prices, you know, and just, you know, kind of compensate that way. You can just kill yourself and work twice as many weddings. Maybe you won't kill yourself. Maybe you'll love it and have a great time, but, um, you can work really, really hard next year and just try to, recoup it that way or you can start working on your teams adding teams increasing your supply so that way when the demand rush happens but and by the way we didn't even mention this there could be a pent-up demand next year and there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to make a lot of extra money possibly yeah so if you can figure out a way to increase your supply you might reap the benefits
1: every single venue that i've talked to and seen is already booked it is end of june Next year, people are getting married on Thursday. They're getting married on Tuesday already. So next year, if you want to start a wedding venue, it's the perfect year to start a wedding venue because you will be fully booked next year. Yes.
0: So. Well, and, you know, there's going to be increased demand for the next two years, I yes. think, for because for, yeah. people who are like, oh, I want to get married at this venue. Oh, I can't. They'll just push it to 2022. Yep. And you can get, you know, you having teams, you having more capacity is just going to give you more opportunities because this is going to keep happening. So we're always pro team. It's not for everyone. It's not for every single thing, but it's a great solution for many people. And guess what? Clients love it. Mm -hmm. Clients don't care about you that much. They just care about themselves. They want to see good videos. They just want to see good photos. They don't want to necessarily be your best friend. So if you send an associate and you've made it clear that they're not receiving less, by Sydney, that associate, like that they're getting what you normally would do. Like, well, this is what all our stuff is. Oh, you liked it? Oh, that's that's never me. That's always everyone. That's always us. It's just the brand name. Great they're, advice, they're not Jay. They're not gonna be like, oh, this is stupid. They're gonna be like, oh, okay. And so, I mean, I think next year you can start establishing that. It's a great opportunity. There's a lot of things in the middle of this that I think a lot of people are gonna do that are gonna set them up for long-term success. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. Don't take a loss next year. Make it a win in some way. Either make more money, set yourself up for the future, but I think you have an opportunity.
1: I'm with you, man. All of that, that's good.
0: So if you liked this, give us five stars if you're listening on a podcast platform go ahead and subscribe it hit the like button if you're watching on youtube Um, and of course the alert bell there's a lot of other content too if you are a um, filmmaker uh, that has to do with like video stuff like cameras and things that we're into so definitely check that out as well and have an awesome day thanks for checking out the wedding pros podcast